Telemetry recovered. Don't forget, this podcast is sponsored by Radio C, number one for all your drone-related needs. Pay them a visit at radioc.co.uk and use the promo code LDO for 5% off your order and free shipping on orders over £80. Hello everybody and welcome to a slightly late Let's Drone Out over on PowingOn.co.uk. With us tonight we have our usual guest of Adam because he's the one that's been around so much lately but we've also got Jack back where have you been Jack how you doing hello I'm not very well but uh, would you like to hear our new intro for powering on oh go on have you got it uh, hang on yeah. yeah go on here we go What do you think of that, guys? Let's yeah, grow out. Schizo, some ESE noises. There you go. I thought I'd play you that. That's made by Cole Anderson. Thank you very much. So that will be playing on the yeah, beginning of our shows. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't get all the way through the introductions before yeah, we had that. Sorry. So, sorry. Jack, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Adam, welcome to the show. And I guess for tonight is NJ Tech. Um, uh, hello. Yeah. Welcome to the uh, Let's Draw Now. We're sorry for starting a little bit later than usual. We had a few gremlins, and Jack is ill. He is very ill. Uh, He shouldn't have eaten those gremlins, should he? Are you doing this from the toilet, Jack, or not? No, no, believe it or not, no. I'm doing it from the end end of my bed. (laughs) (laughs) Make of that what you will. Well, it's always exciting. It's always exciting. So, um, actually, uh, NJ uh, from... uh, is, is one of the local flyers to me. I was lucky enough to actually meet him through YouTube. We kind of connected. Um, but for me, in the last sort of month, I've met so many local flyers, and it's, it's actually brought home how actually widespread this is starting to be. Face group, group groups popping up and everything. Um, so it's a pleasure to have you on the show tonight, uh, NJ. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's, it's a funny thing, isn't it? I mean, um, the area where I'm living now, I I'd, I'd kind of only moved there within the, the last couple of years. And uh, one of the first things I did was was set up a Facebook page, thinking that there must be other people around here um, that are in, that are interested in in, in doing this. So um, I set the page up, and and it didn't really get other than the few people that I knew. It didn't really get much response. And then uh, one of my subscribers spotted uh, from the area that I fly in, uh, spotted where I was and then said, you know, hey, you must be a local boy, you know, come over to our group, this is the name of the group. I joined said group, which of course had you in it and, you know, 60 other strong members, which was which was fantastic. And then they, there you were, all hiding in plain sight. Exactly, exactly. No, it's quite interesting because I've been looking around for myself thinking at some point there must be other flyers local that can fly, um, you know, and, and it was uh, true to form. There. I mean, the group's growing quite quickly as well, I think. So it's a bit of a mouthful. Big shout out to the Bedfordshire, Herefordshire, <laughs> Buckinghamshire and Cambridgeshire multi-rody flies. Absolutely. Because I, 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 I got the whole NJ. I didn't realise it was his name. I thought it was like New Jersey. I, I've, I've like come on thinking that I can crack some <laughs> Staten Island jokes and stuff and like, you know, Encast uh, like and, and, and rubbish internet jokes. And then uh, it turns out he's one of us. So uh, he's a Brit. Do you know what? It's yeah, not the first time I, I've heard that actually. I, I've had a few people <laughs> from New Jersey say, Where do you fly, man? You know, t- tell me we'll, we'll have to hook up. And I'm like, It's probably going to be a bit of a trick. 
meetup group, isn't there? That was the first thing I found when I looked you up. Oh, is, yeah. that, is that so? Yeah, that's it. Like, uh, good luck getting that domain. Yeah. That's it. I, I thought we were having, like, you know, because, like, I, I was going to pull Jay to one side and tell him that, um, you know, like, you do realise this is an illegal transmission now. Now we've left the EU. We're not allowed to talk to anyone outside. I didn't realise he, that he was very strict on, you know, follow, following that policy. So, uh, well done, oh, we Jay. planet, then. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, MJ Tech's been one of the lucky flyers who started on helis and 3D helis, so essentially walked into the to multi raiders. Oh, Do you want to God. tell us a bit about how you got started in all this then, uh, in the UK? Um, not so, uh, yes, in the UK. Um, I actually started, well, I've been flying RC, and I try not to think about how long for now because that will make me feel incredibly old. But I think I've, I've been in RC generally for about 25 years now. And, uh, yeah, I started Don't. pretty young. I was about 11 or 12 when I started flying helicopters or, or took a very strong interest in helicopters, much to my father's financial horror. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and started out on some, you know, this was, was back in the day when, when helicopters weren't really very good at 3D. And I think my first helicopter, in fact, was a, uh, just a very quickly digress, was a fixed pitch helicopter, but one where you had to physically bend the pitch of the blade with a set of pliers and that was part of the instructions um, and the only way to then obviously ascend or de descend was to rev the motor up or down it, it was horrible but no, nevertheless I, I obviously had had the bug from that instant and then uh, you know these the, the, the roots of, of the rotary is is with the helicopters so that you know that passion's never gone 25 years did you say i didn't mishear that no it's, <laughs> wow. it's, it's roughly 25 years yes. don't, don't don't worry that's only a quarter of um you, well not even a quarter i think that's one eighth of tony's lifespan so uh, <laughs> don't worry about it yeah that, that's true <laughs> you know like yeah. tony's had co uh, conversations with da vinci you know uh back in the day he, he, you know tony's still in awe that that, that that this is a real thing you know so don't don't worry about it that it's come to fruition yeah, yeah absolutely so i guess you had to conform to club rules then starting off with helis and not flying yeah absolutely and um so you can you know, spell this... bmfa sorry say again you can spell bmfa yeah <laughs> well done <laughs> well yeah i did i had to do my um i i did my a and b license at the time uh which is which is really going back wow um, nose in all the way yeah it was it was um yeah, it was an interesting time, but I mean, there, there are things that, uh, you know, moving from that and, you know, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, that I started, I'd probably, I'd probably say four or five years ago, I started taking an interest in the multi-rotor stuff, but there are things that are ingrained in me from all those years of doing the RC heli stuff. I mean, the bit that I, I try and kind of uh, explain to people is, I mean, the, the helicopters, even the electric ones, are especially the electric ones, are incredibly powerful. And you've got these 600 millimeter spinning carbon bladed bandsaws flying around the sky. They're incredibly dangerous, obviously. No, and no, we're not allowed to say that. There are things, rules you have to pay attention to, you know, like not flying over or near the pit. And, and you know, those those kind of things are, are, are kind of in my blood. So, um, uh, you know, from a safety point of view, I'd, I'd love to see I guess a little more of that safety aspect make its way into the uh, into the multi rotor stuff because you know although they're small and and may look cute sat on your desk we we all know how uh, how incredibly fast and you know powerful these things are. 
I guess this is a slight reference to someone known as Loose Cannon. <laughs> <around 1900. laughs> uh, and I suppose that's important, actually. And I mean, I read a post just recently uh, where someone was flying in a park and people were getting all edgy about it. And I suppose people are starting to see as people fly in different spots. So I guess if you can at least be safe in some specs and have that core aspect to it, then it's, it's ultimately going to help it for everyone. Yeah, I think so. And, and you, most of this stuff is just, you know, it's just common sense, really. You know, you, you're obviously trying to look for places that are, you know, secluded away from dog walkers, uh, somewhere that your spotter can easily see, you know, all the places you're going to fly. Um, and, you know, it's, as I said, it's just some, some real common sense. But I mean, I, I do think uh, it's the, the big one for me is, you know, don't fly over or near the pit where everyone's sitting because if someone next to you is in a set of goggles, they don't want to, you know, be, be flying and suddenly hear something, you know, almost take, uh, take their eyebrows off. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're, they're the. Oh, sorry. Carry on. For about four or five years. And I always, like, you know, never took my props off, but. You know, these things can fly in a strange direction towards you if they've had a knock and if the gyros are out. And it doesn't take much if you're not if you're taking off from right next to you to heat yourself sometimes. So I guess yeah. there's, there's things to be mindful. Yeah. yeah. My first prop cut in five years isn't too bad though. Yeah. No, that's not so bad. That's not so bad, no. I think oh, I mean, it, all, it, it will come to us, you know what I mean? It's just a matter of time. We all we all do take risks with the old you know, power it on and, you you know, you think uh, you should be all right, you know. Yeah, um, well, I mean, one of, the, one of the news articles that came out today is they're going to start teaching drone-related flying and applications in, as an A-level. So I suppose wow. they're starting to indoctrinate the youngsters that are learning it, I suppose, common sense from the, from the start. What, you mean and, there's going to be lectures? Yeah, they, well, there's, there's a, I mean, you can find there's a news story basically where they're going to... Um, just start doing uh, A-level teaching to, to high school kids, teenagers, essentially, for flying them. Because, it, let's face it, they're going to start getting into, integrated into airspace. They won't ever be banned because they're too useful. Sorry, so, Adam, what are you saying? Step is education. No, I was just saying it sounds much more interesting than some of the A-levels I was offered before. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely would have Geog- done that. <laughs> well, that, yeah, no, you say that. You go geography and... Uh, you know what? What better way of like surveying the land than by aerial? That would have made geography goddamn cool. I wanted to do geography. I did geography, and there wasn't any going outdoors and surveying land. There was just that usual. Look, this is one kind of rock. This is another kind of rock. <laughs> That's <laughs> geology, you dyslexic. summer and winter. Uh, and of course, yeah. all the, the information on Oxbow Lakes. Those those are always oh, yeah, mandatory to know about the Oxbow Lake. Oh man! I don't think they yeah. even did much electronics other than the theory when I was taught. So I think times are changed. Yeah. And, and and don't forget so the good old glacier. What's that, Tony? Oh, uh, the good old glacier with the old three. Uh, what is it? Freeze thaw yeah. plucking. Morings. Sorry, we are listening to Geography Lessons 101. <laughs> it always happens when it's me and Jay, isn't it? Get the lawnmower out. Yeah. Something else. Well, let's bring it back a bit. I mean, speaking of education, though, I've, I've watched quite a few of your videos on uh, some of the manoeuvres, uh, NJ. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty interesting for me because I'm still, I guess I'm quite a late starter to FPV uh, to a lot of people that listen in, but... Yeah, it's, it's quite good to just go through this quite slowly and, and see the moon. It's similar to what Joshua is doing. So. 
Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, uh, again, I guess it was just that that background in in flying line of sight with the helicopters um, and having an aversion to crashing. I guess because crashing helicopters is incredibly expensive, <laughs> and uh, you know there, we're, we're at a point now where you can you know I guess that's part of the attraction. You can you can just crash quads and and not have to care too much because most of the time it's just a couple of props whereas with the helicopters you could you know if on an average crash you probably at least 150 pounds down and all the time it takes to put the thing back together um so you know concentrating on really smooth clean flying and and you know making every all your input smooth and and getting it to track nicely and the mechanical setup you know all those things were um that i think were really important a lot of that can translate across in a, in a really positive way to the to the multi-rotors and you know people do especially when they're starting they everyone's got their favorite pilots they'll they'll go and watch a charpy video or a schizo video and they'll as soon as they've worked out what they have to do on the sticks to do a roll or a flip they'll go out and they'll just bang the sticks around and you know, they're just constantly correcting, they'll overcorrect, then recorrect, and it will end up looking very, very messy. And then they, by default, then go, well, it's the tune, the tune's not right. And it's like, well, hold on, have you tried tracking in a straight line and taking your hands, not, not off the sticks, but leave them centered, see what the quad does. And then when, then well, when they're surprised when it is, is important rather than tuning, you're going to be really upsetting a lot of the, uh, the shows uh, back catalogue. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, there's definitely, you know, that was uh, that was something that was that I really wanted to point out and, and it was uh, one of the videos that I put up that I think is, is probably, it's, it seems to be the one that's been the most popular and it, it was really talking about what not to do, you know, rather than doing too much, do less and let the quad do some of the work. If your quad's well tuned, if, you know, you have the eye turn well tuned, if the quad tracks nice and straight and you want to go in a straight line straight ahead of you, let the quad take you in a nice straight line, make your input smooth track around in nice clean turns you know because uh, it's all of these smooth inputs that, that i think really give uh, the pilots that we refer to as having flow to their style if you actually ever get to see any of the stick inputs um and i really mean pilots like you know johnny fpv uh, obviously uh charpu jazz you know these guys there's there's nothing erratic about what they're doing they're really you know beautiful smooth inputs and, and you can tell they put a lot of time in on the sticks as well, you know. And um, I think I think that's that's a big part of it. Um, you, you can end up sort of going backwards and forwards and, and and blaming the tune and the expo and the rates and my center stick's not right and I'm using the you know rewrite. I should have been using Lux controller. And you can get too lost in that, you know. I, th I think that the big thing is find something that works, get it in a good state. And, and just continue to fly it. In fact, just to, to quickly digress, I did speak to one of those particular pilots and I said to them, out of interest, what are your current rates and settings? And I try and make a habit not to ask these kind of things because I know they probably get bombarded with it. All pins set to four. Yeah, I, I, I said, you know, what's the uh, what are your what are your settings? At which point I was given the answer, do you know what? I don't know. I haven't actually checked my settings in like almost a year. And wow. that that said it all to me, um, and that that was like, well, there you go. There's someone who's every time they've gone out and gone flying, their muscle memory is building because 
they're getting the same thing on the sticks every time. If you, uh, you know, and I'm guilty of this, and a lot of people are, if you go home and you tinker with the settings, you change your rates, you go out the field, you come home, you tinker with stuff more, every time you change something, you're working against your muscle memory. You have to do a little bit of relearning. It's a few steps backwards each time. So I, I think it's important to try and get the quad close and then spend a good amount of time just working with the quad where it is to help develop your muscle memory and, and, and keep uh, minimize the variables, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I guess for me, I uh, <laughs> close your ears, Jack. I left mine on stock and learned to fly how it was flying, but it was flying reasonably well. But it's not perfect. And I suppose there's a balance between getting the stick time in and getting it tuned to the point. But you, some of us are, are blessed with better tuning abilities. And the rumor goes that you wave your magic wand and the quads tune much better than it was. Well, I, 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 shut up, Jay. <laughs> um, because I, I knew that would render you speechless. Yeah, I was just like, I, I'm going to get him. Don't let me come up there. Um, I'll, I'll be close. I'll be in Hobby King this weekend. Uh, no, oh, in in fairness, right, the stock beta tune, like Joshua Bardwell said, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah it's right. like it's really good. Yeah, you know, and I, I'll give that. Admittedly, like the you know the I think two revisions back, there was a problem with the eye term. In which case, all right, I'll let you have that one, Joe. But um, yeah, if you if you can get it so it's not not oscillating, because at the moment. Um, weirdly enough, I flashed my kiss to RC25. I've left it on RC25. And essentially what I had was if I give it full throttle in a straight line, I do get either prop wash or some bad oscillations. And um, so I've gone on to the, uh, you know, throttle attenuation, the TPA, Mm-hmm. And I've clicked that on default, and I absolutely hate it. I I'm so used to having this sort of like linear throttle curve. Um, I also tried out the whole like um, PIDs adjustment, where if you have if you have a fully charged battery, it lowers your PIDs, and then as your battery discharges, it gives you more PIDs. That I equally hate. So I've got it it's at also 100- on the Kiss firmware. Yeah, it's all on the Kiss firmware. So okay. I've got. You know, I've got basically 100% when the battery's at 100%. When the battery's at, you know, uh, 60 70%, it's still at 100%. And then towards the end, it's 120% just to kind of bring me back home. Yeah. But I think it's the, the beta for the equivalent can't possibly of... Um, match it. Yeah, it's uh, VBAT, the ID compensation, I think, is the uh, the beta flight equivalent to that. Mm. Um, it's, it's interesting. They're both, uh, you know, I think... Uh, Betaflight and uh, and the Kiss firmware are starting to share a lot of uh, uh, similar things, but I mean it's great because they're all they're all kind of they're all kind of good things if you can you know get them to work for you. Yeah. Um, but it's an interesting thing to 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 try and and test. I mean, the, the main thing is that you're trying it. I think that the, the biggest problem I see is people get a little bit afraid. They get it somewhere to the point where they think okay, it's kind of like not as bad as it was before, so I'm now not going to touch anything. And, yeah. you know, I, I try and encourage people to, you know, leave everything at stock, but maybe start taking the peas up. Find that oscillation ball. It's not going to fall out of the sky. It's not going to destroy itself. But you, you kind of, certainly with P-term, you, you want to find out where that 
that uh, that oscillation point is to be able to know and then how dial to back it back. Off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's easier if you've. I mean, I I, I really do, and I'm, I'm very much with uh, in in Joshua Bardwell's line of thinking here when it comes to um, uh, the black box being an absolutely essential tool for uh, you know just. I say an essential tool if you're like-minded in the fact that you want that very last 10% of your tune to be mm. as great as possible and you want that peace of mind of knowing the data's there to also say, yeah, this tune's great. Um, the black box is, uh, is, is invaluable. I think, you know, that's, that's a really, that's, that's a, a, a great invention mm. that, uh, I, I believe that was, uh, Dominic, wasn't it? That, that you, well, came up with that. No, it was, it got, it, it was a pull request, and um, oh, is that right? Yeah, he, he mentions it in a video. Yeah, it was a a, a pull request, and Time Cop so- said he didn't want to use it. I mean, admittedly, because back in the day, the Rev Fives were the only one with the onboard ship, the Deluxe. So for the racers, yeah. they didn't have any uh, onboard chip, and then luckily enough, well, they were using the Open Logger. And uh, Dominic was like, this is great, so he used it. And then, obviously, on the Rev 5, it was literally two minutes of flight. But um, I find that if you do use the black box, it gives you quite a robotic, like, really sort of locked-in feel. Sometimes you kind of... You want that drift for the momentum. So... Yeah, I guess, you know, it's all down to the uh, what kind of feel you're after. And I think that, like, the latest uh, beta flight 2.9 has, has done a, mm. uh, Boris has done a really nice job in, in kind of rounding out two different fields um, with the, uh, the measurement and uh, error D-term options. Uh, and measurement gives you that slightly more, I guess, sort of organic feel, whereas the, uh, the, the error will give you something that's a bit more robotic um which is more in line with things like uh, how 281 fell and uh, a lot of the previous ones mm. but uh, you know it's it's uh, it's getting better and better i mean i'm 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 really really loving what what boris and the team have have, have done with with beta flight and you know i'm i'm one of the unfortunately i'm just one of these people that has have a you know compulsions to to live on the bleeding edge and when release candidates go up i'll I'll be the first to jump on and uh test out the new stuff and 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 feedback i'd I'd never mind doing that i'm always excited to see what new ideas uh, get brought to the table so Mm. as long as you're not one of those people who are like no this doesn't work and it turns out to be hardware Oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, 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 certainly not. I mean, uh, the first thing I do, I mean, if it, I, I always try and, you know, try and isolate a, a problem a, a problem first before I start complaining about what I think might be a bug. Mm. Um, but most of the time, you've, ju- you've just got to read. You've, I mean, the bait flight thread's incredibly difficult to keep up with. Oh, it, I've it given moves, up. Moves at, yeah, it moves <laughs> at the speed of light. Um, but, uh, yeah, you do have to do a... A, a, a fair bit of reading to try and keep on top of everything and uh, you know it's, I usually wait to see in, in three or four pages whether anyone's experiencing a, a problem before I'll pipe up and say actually yeah I'm, I'm, I'm getting the same issue um, so yeah Speaking of issues you had a problem with your ESCs didn't you recently? Uh... Yes the new um, the Emacs uh, BL Heli 30 BL Heli S 35 amp Emacs Lightning series ESCs, yeah. which have just been recalled. Um, Fire. And apparently, yeah, there's 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 a problem where they're um, 
they're resetting in flight and in some instances they're actually just you know you're in the middle of the sky they uh literally go some of them have been going straight into calibration mode which is obviously you know in the middle of a flight it's not the best time to recalibrate your motors um so yeah there's 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 some kind of sensitivity issue there with uh you know the latest thought train is it's something to do with um the motor braking there's there's some of that backfed current because uh one thing i found out today actually was uh i reinstalled a 25 volt uh capacitor back on the pdb and thought let me just put this in and see if this helps and um i then went from having this resetting problem every flight to having the problem completely disappear so um i mean either way it's a problem and i've lost confidence in the escs but um you know, uh, so I hear Emacs are claiming it's only about thirty percent of the uh, of those speed controllers that are out there that people are having problems, and they're the so I hear honouring the uh, people that want to RMA them. Um, but again, you know, there's talk of was were, were these rushed out a little as soon as the BL Heli S thing was was becoming mm. the new uh, the new thing to go for, but. Um, so your capacitor hack then is to it's a thousand microfarad. That's right. Yeah, yeah, twenty-five volt. Um, uh, yeah, radial electrolytic capacitor. Um, the positive to the positive terminal, and then sh- to the negative. The negative terminal. Really yeah, that's it. Nice, nice uh, short oh. legs and close to where the the battery connector joins the PDB. Um, and yeah, it just uh, soaks up. Uh, some of that that backfed current from the the motor braking. I mean, the real uh, the ones that were pretty harsh on the motor braking. The reason that I think a lot of people jumped on trying that was actually with the little bees, which obviously became very popular. But again, they had a a fair few people that had issues with them. And you know, cameras. there's a few of them that caught fire. We 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 have to acknowledge that. Um, a resident expert in. Uh... ESC's catching fire. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're number one. I think what you be up to thousands of fires now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I've I've cooked a lot of ESCs. <laughs> um, I I gave up on the little bees. I did love them. I was a big fan of them. I didn't find too much feedback problems with them. I mean, it's I think it's because I run a LC filter on my. Uh, VTX and camera so that kind of helped so all the noise was left to the ESCs yeah. and um, yeah after a while I think it when it got to RC20 oh, no not RC um, is it 20 what is it 25 2.5 or 2.6 you know on BL Heli like the last two revisions because you're on 20 is it 26 uh, now? BL Heli, it's uh, 14.6 is the latest version. Yeah, 4.6, 14.5. Yeah, because when yeah. it was 14.5, it all just started going to hell and back. It was too much of a harsh start. Um, I, I I just get them stopping and falling out of the sky with the last two well, updates. I think as they gained in popularity, the production runs went up and probably the quality control went down. I mean, I... I a lot of fakes hit the Mars. So I don't think they were as reliable in the later production runs. Just hideous. I still man. like them. I fly them at the moment. Yeah, they they were great. Like you know, they were. If you didn't want to run DYS, um, except is it uh, SN twenties? Yeah, XM twenty twenties. Yeah, they're, they're they're excellent. Um, but yeah, yeah there, there are 
lots and lots of people still using the little bees. I, I had, I'll be completely honest, I had nothing but good luck with the little bees, and I've installed them in lots of, of yeah. other people's quads for them. And uh, I mean, personally, I was, I moved fairly quickly away to um, RS2K's multi shot protocol. Uh, and so I was running those uh, synced at 4K. So I was running my SPF three at 4k and my multi-shot ASCs were being talked to at 4k and I yeah I had a great really happy with the tune everything flew well and you know right to the point where I've switched oh have we lost you hello mum dad Ed uh oh hang on dad. hello hello I, I guys you lost me most of, the, most of the aircraft might, you know, inverted commas, fly themselves. But Didn't even they notice all come I was gone. Warnings, don't they? There's all, the, every one of them that I've ever seen has had a pretty clear, easy to follow, you know, cartoon level diagram telling you what you shouldn't do. I if think you read it. Yeah, yeah. If you read it, but it's right there at the top of the box. And you can't, you know, there's no accounting for assholes. <laughs> going back to when you had to build a plane and then you'd have to find somewhere to fly a plane or even a helicopter, but um, now you can build them without having to find that. But I think, you know, the, the uh, coming about of where does people start from scratch, does the sharing of the knowledge that exists now in these uh, communities, you know, people that have got together in different parts of the world, um, they share the knowledge, they share the, the wisdom and hopefully teach a little bit because let's face it, it's more fun together. Guys, guys, guys. Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, I, yeah, we can hear. Yeah, we can yeah. hear. Ba basically, um, I disconnected from Skype and I've missed half the podcast. I got down to, we were arguing about little bees and <laughs> 4K tune and you guys have carried on, you know, and I kind of, Sorry. Uh, you know, uh, can anyone in the chat, is anyone still listening? Does anyone care? I don't. I don't even know if we're still connected. What's going on? When did we get onto planes? Oh, are we? Um, yeah, we're we not live anymore. I, I don't know. No. Yeah, apparently, we've been we're probably live now. If Jack's back on, you only disconnected from Skype. Yeah, no, we were just uh, going on to uh, how people get into the hobby and what they were flying and and how how you control perhaps more of a safer aspect from what came about. Could go people going to a I high think, street um, store like that. And you were making the very reasonable point that probably the best way is just the community aspect, which sort of happens by default. Well, you know, it, it's interesting that I think the, especially the FPV side of it, it's kind of still a subculture, and it's it's weird for a subculture to exist in the, in the world now with the sharing on the internet, but it's still a culture where people go out and fly and congregate from all sorts of walks of life. And that's the community aspect, and that's the sharing knowledge aspect. And Absolutely. Yeah. I, it's very rare, especially now, for anyone to be flying an FPV in, in a naughty way. Oh, I don't you know, know about that. that. that well, te technically, know, if you didn't have a spotter, you're naughty doing it. or practically naughty. You know, a lot of people go out with a field without a spot. Because I do think there's two different sides of it. People would definitely go out to fields and practice without a spotter, fields miles from anywhere. And technically, that's quite naughty. But in practice, they, FPV people are not charging down the streets of London or. No. You know, causing trouble in, in too public a place. I don't think, in my experience, there's, you know, a certain level of sensible. I think one, uh, one, one way to address that is if people thought, if I was sat in the court of, with the CAA prosecuting me for what I've done, how would I stand up to it? And if you said, well, I looked around, there was no one there, and you, you were sensible about it, then 
you stand a much better chance than if you were just completely reckless. And I think that's the kind of idea that if I had to explain my actions, how would how well would it go? And in practice, your actions are far more likely to impede upon people and therefore catch the attention of the FAA if you do it somewhere you shouldn't. If you're flying in a park full of people, then you kind of, yeah, your actions exactly. are... Exactly, then you, you basically deserve everything you get. Whereas if you're flying in a park, nobody is around you, you had a wrecky first, and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's the sense and risk. It's kind of the risk assessment sensibility. Should I fly this? Yeah. Is it a little bit risky? Yes. Can I mitigate it? Can I fly it still? But yeah, almost like the risk assessment without the necessity of filling and the ridiculous. If you have the idea in your head that at least I've checked first in my head before I fly wherever you are, that, you know, you covered, you, you're safe enough for what the, I, they're not going to prosecute you, I don't think. If you're flying a legal rate uh, channel and the, the coppers turn up and you know, then they might. As I think it's well, yeah, no, uh, you, the, the you, power of your BTX. Yeah, now that's more likely to get more and more attention as more and more technology goes mobile. So Internet it's an interesting time, I think, for people to it keep it safe and. Yeah, I, th I think the the main thing, though, as you rightly point out, is is if if you are just getting into it, you know, find out who around you is doing it, because if you can find that community hub, you know, even if it. 10 people or you know or the bigger the better you've got that wealth of knowledge you've got people that have made the mistakes before you to stop you making the mistakes and you've you've, you've just got the knowledge pool there to make sure that you do everything correctly and you've, you've got the help and advice that you need uh to go along with it so yeah i think that's 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 definitely up there in the preliminary steps is is find like-minded people near you and uh, that will make your your journey into the fpv a glorious one, hopefully. For anyone listening, don't yeah, forget that uh, NJ, NJ and Jack both build re uh, rebuild quads for other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was about to say, you ideally want to find a community with Jack in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the truth is the community sometimes also give away free stuff that's no longer serving other people. It's good if you're starting out to get often started on a good footing and, yeah, yeah um anyone anyone listening to this all right uh whether it be on itunes or anything the next 10 subscribers every, everyone else does this on my show so i'm gonna start it the next 10 subscribers i'm gonna give away a sticker pack and some props and some other goodies so if you follow right until i fly uh on youtube because I, I i basically need like nine more subscribers to make a hundred Oh, you on my YouTube. We haven't, even done. we haven't even introduced uh, Oh, Jack, either. can I have a sticker? Oh, yeah, you can have a sticker. <laughs> I'm going straight to my YouTube account now. I'm not even sure. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, yeah, Jay? So where, 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 where did people find your videos for uh, learning how to play these things, uh, NJ? Um, so, yeah, my, my YouTube channel uh, yeah. handle is NJTech. Um, and, yeah, there's there's I've, I've tried to make a, an effort to make sure that everything's playlisted nicely so that um, you can find my kind of flight school area where I, where I talk <laughs> about all the, the different aspects of flying and, and some there's some stuff on basic acro flying right up to some more advanced uh, tricks and maneuvers to have a go of and then there's also um, there's a flashing guide for BL Heli multi-shot um, there's a, a talk on pid tuning there's there's uh, everything should be nicely laid out so you can you can find some some useful information there so uh, yeah by all means please do to pop on over and say hello yeah. FPV backpack. Ooh. Yes, yes, that was a recent one. 
Yeah, I'm having yeah, it. Trying I'm to a... stuff as many things into the smallest backpack that you can uh, is uh, yeah, it's quite an art form actually, but one I seem to one seem to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, quite quite. Well, I've got uh... a top tip for you. You should offer to review some backpacks for a magazine because um, they never ask for them back. I've got I've got some excellent drone backpacks. Yeah, very nice idea. We could do a giveaway. Um, I don't tell anyone that, by the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we just have. <laughs> they have done, yeah. But I, I can strongly recommend the low pro one uh, that they sell, which is sort of phantom size. It's got a lot of lovely little cubby holes, and it's very protective. Um, so I reckon you could fit anything in. But that's a bit giant for a uh, uh, little quad, little two. Does it have straps on the outside for more stuff? It does. It actually. No, it's not. It's 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 more. It's more got little pods inside that you can take out that fit round the um, fuselage. I, I, that's the number one thing for any backpack, I think. Though, if you're having greater size and stuff. Is that is that it's the stuff to hook on? Is that the uh, you know the EFL DLG? Is that our oh, discus uh, lo- uh, launch oh, glider? No, you, you are looking back at some old videos there. Yeah, is that <laughs> the one from Hobby King? No, no, that's um, I can't remember who makes that. The Elf is uh, no God, I can't remember who, who makes that. But it's it's a really premium little discus glider. That it's so much fun on a hot day. Uh, it's just it's you can have endless fun if you you get on a hot day with some thermals. That thing will just stay up indefinitely. You can I, just lay on your back and and thermal saw it. It's incredible. I worry that you know you hit a really good thermal and it's just gone. You it's know. happened to me. It happened to me a couple of times actually. It was just up the side of a, uh, the side of an approaching cloud. There was this huge updraft, and I, I felt it get into it, and I kept climbing and climbing. And then I thought, God, I'm actually in trouble here because I'm, I'm almost at the point where I'm going to lose it. So I had to start trying to dive to get it to get it back down. So yeah, it, it very much can happen. But they're they're enormous fun. There's it's nothing quite as intriguing as. Um, Keeping a plane aloft from uh, from from just the energy provided by Mother Earth—it's quite quite an incredible thing. Mm, okay. Oh, sorry, I'm having a look at your burnt-out building in one. Oh, I can't one of your oh, freestyle that's, videos. That's uh, Houghton House. Oh yeah. Um, which is up in Bedfordshire. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really lovely spot. Um, really, really fun. nice place. Yeah, yeah. That that was uh, Ampt Hill. That's where Probably that one of the best buildings to fly around up here, I think. Yeah, that was uh, it. Was a fairly that was I think it was my first time there, and it was you can see I'm fairly tentative about <laughs> getting anywhere near the building. Yeah, um, but but uh, yeah, as in terms of of kind of a few of those real nice sort of dream spots that have a bit of everything. There's there's kind of a couple of sort of dead trees there with sort of low hanging branches and things to fly in and around uh there's obviously that that building there's yeah there's uh, but you had it with no definitely. cows there usually there's a load of cows in oh is there is there oh right yeah, yeah. and you know well, Lockheed you Martin is based, just you can see Lockheed Martin from up there <laughs> oh yeah of course they're only up the road aren't they I just up the road oh check you out man oh fat, fat shark attitude and faceplate Check you out. Sorry, I'm just having a look at your um, storm dodging FPV, and you're running Betaflight 2.81, and yeah, yeah Luxflow Air Mode SPF3, and this is your 4K setup. So that's got your 4K loop time, and your yeah. little B flash with multi shot at 4K. 
that's the one mm. yeah and I was I was pretty pretty pleased with the way that that tuned up um, it looks incredible and- RC rate because like you just it flips on a dime or have you got the stupid mode activated Oh, the Super Expo. Uh, so yeah, that, that's had kind of a big, a big shift from uh, uh, as of late as, as to how the, the Super Expo and, and rates work. And it's actually a little bit like how the, the Kiss system works. Um, <laughs> but basically, the Super Expo is, is now built into the rates. So the, the way you adjust rates is, is, is now also adjusting the curve itself. Um, so that relationship, the, the more you increase the rates, the more you're actually increasing that curve as well. Mm. So uh, my, just quickly on that subject, my advice to people is to get that relationship right where you – because as you increase the rates, you get to that point where you get the flip flip and roll rate to feel nice and as fast as you want it or feel feel good in relation to the mid-stick. Because remember, the faster, the, the more aggressive <laughs> that curve, the more the mid-stick is going to get softer. So what, what I tend to suggest is you adjust the rates now on the latest beta flight until the, the relationship between the mid-stick and the end points feel good. So the mid-stick feels good, the end feels snappy. When you've got that right, then go to the RC rate and move that up to get that, to keep that proportion, but to make the whole thing faster. Mm. Um, and yeah, that, where I am, I think my RC rates are about 1.1 now and the rates are about 85 um, 0.85 so they uh, yeah it is quite snappy but it's still nice and smooth in the in the mid stick um, so yeah I'm really enjoying the way that controller feels it, it's a lot like the old multi v 23 controller which um, you know I've, I've said to Boris before how much I love that controller um, and there's definitely elements of, of that in in the latest yeah. latest versions I'm surprised um, you went with Lux rather than the rewrite you know what I mean? Int. Uh, you know what made you yeah, switch I, over to Lux, you traitor? Um, <laughs> traitor. Back since I went to Lux. Scumbag, yeah, I, both I, of you. I, you know what? I, for for the ninety five percent of my quadcopter flying time has been uh, yeah rewrite hundred percent. It's only um, in the last couple that I thought I will try out the Lux, uh, the, the 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 float math, and see how that is. And um, yeah, I've got to say, I've uh, I've I've been enjoying it. I have I actually have them on two different profiles. So I have profile one on float and uh, profile two on on the integer, which is the uh, you know the rewrite math. And uh, I sort of flick between the two, but I'm now yeah I'm swaying towards the the, the float math a bit more now. You, um, you you decimal point bastard. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think a while ago I tried Lux and I went back to multi re, uh, rewrite on something and then yeah just lately I, it just seemed better for just what I started with and yeah maybe they've made some uh, maybe you should try it Jeff. <laughs> would you like to try a steak <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think um, yeah I still think there's something about I mean the thing I used to really love about rewrite was was just that they the mid-stick feel on rewrite was just fantastic. And I think that's why it was so popular with the racers as well. It was just so responsive, uh, so, you know, responsive and, and very lively, whereas I felt Lux was more more towards the freestyle um, side of things. 
Um, Did you? And I think you know Boris is working hard, obviously, to try and cater for those two audiences because they, you know, they do. You know, I, I'm not. I wouldn't class myself as a racer at all. I do it for a bit of fun, and I enjoy it when I do it. But um, really, my uh, what I enjoy the most is, is the freestyle stuff. So you know, that those smoother mid sticks are more important to me. I think. You know, you know your 450. What did that run on? The 450. Um, right, the old the old chip. I still got it. My franking quad, that was running on a NASA M, and this was back when the NASA M and the GPS, those two units, cost me three hundred and fifty pounds for the NASA M and the GPS. So that was going back a while because you can pick up that with the F four fifty for an absolute fraction of that now. I think. Um, Oh, yeah. But yeah, the the F four fifty was uh yeah, just as the NAS I think it was pretty close to when that had just come out, the NASA controller. And you know, that flew that that flew pretty well. I was quite um I'd I had good fun with that, but the the point where I started it was it built as a camera ship and that's what it is really, because I put a gimbal under it to, to, a gimbal to be able to, to do aerial filming. What gimbal? But the minute I took it out, it was it was actually just a, a cheapy tarot gimbal. Oh um, god. It, it did the job, you know, the the um NJ's getting worse. Honestly. <laughs> Bloody doesn't use multi Wii, never probably never owned a, a, a KK two board. And then he's like, oh, I got a tarot. I did have a KT board. And I will point out, I was, and I still have my original Open Pilot CC3D and Open Pilot Revo, uh, both, both, backed both of those projects uh, back on back at their birth. What, what um, are your gains? <laughs> says oh, White Spy. Well, you know. Really good. Do you know what that that was that was back when it was kind of let's <laughs> let's just push the sliders around and then go fly and see what happens. Mate, no D. The of learning. No yeah, D. It didn't do an awful lot, did it? Oh my god! Sorry. So we've been uh, joined by uh, Adam tonight. Jack, who's back in the hello, uh, back at the show. and uh, and Jay Tank. Uh, thank you very much. Very much. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for the uh, insight. Uh, do, you, do you want me to send you my? Uh, uh, oh my god! My, what was yes. it? Yes. Should we? Should we send him a a, a multi wee board? <laughs> no, keep going, guys. I have one that we can force him to build. Uh, uh, no, that will make a fabulous keyring. I've got a multi wee. I've got a multi wee <laughs> flip. Perspective. It was funny that I just didn't know. That NJ Tech is only just short of his 2,000th subscriber, so I'm sure he'll offer you some sort of reward as well. Yes, we are. We are indeed looking into uh, a 2,000 subscriber reward. I should just very quickly say a big shout out to uh, Mark Turner, who is um, he's he was my actually my first uh, my first real sponsor. Really uh, fantastic chap that actually works in the Formula One sector, um, doing 3D parts for Formula One cars uh, for for Renault Williams and the likes. And he's a quite enthusiast who I got in contact selling some some prints on eBay, and I. I literally said to him, I love these, but wouldn't it be good if you could adjust it here, here, and here, um, being outspoken as I was? And there, there was the birth of our relationship. And we've uh, since been uh, putting together and, and designing some, some very nice bespoke 3D printed mounts for QAV uh, and, and other frames as well for, for HD camera mounts. So that's Mark at F1PVTech.com. Um, so, uh, yeah, big shout out to him.
Yeah, I've just awesome. Sort of All right, really I think we have to secede our air. So, <laughs> um, shall we? Well, you can just. just I'm going to say goodbye. Yep. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> do you want to see us out properly? Sorry. I uh, know. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to our guests tonight, and uh, thank you for. Yeah, you've been listening to Let's Join Out. Can I, can I just ask, though, was the key ring joke a uh, Radio C joke? <laughs> it wasn't a Radio C joke, but uh, uh, no. Uh, don't forget our sponsors, Radio C. <laughs> <laughs> and the offer code LDO for 5% off, I think. I think that still works. I'm not too sure. And it's free shipping when you spend a certain amount. Thank you. You've been listening to Let's Drone Out. Hannah, you're up next. Thank you and good night. Telemetry lost.